You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Welcome back to the Evolving Truths Podcast. My name is Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hi, Mom. Hi, Alexis. How are you doing today? Which version do you want me to answer that with? The truth? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. To be fully honest, today I'm tired. You just said to be fully honest. So does this mean other days when I ask how you are, you're lying? I'm not lying. Back when I owned a residential and commercial window tinting company, I was working with the homeowner and we were talking about products. And I said to him, honestly, or to be honest with you, something like that. And he said to me, why did you just have to qualify that? Is everything else that you've just said to me in this last hour a lie? I didn't get the job probably because he thought I was lying. We say that a lot of times, right? Let me be honest with you or honestly. And it's like, just speak. So how are you, Lexis? Okay, thank you. I needed that. I'm tired AF. I didn't get a ton of sleep last night, which is partially my fault and also partially my body and just what's been going on this week. So to catch you up, my great uncle has been diagnosed with terminal bladder cancer. I just learned this. I don't know if no one else has deep experience with cancer, but When it goes from being in an isolated area like the bladder or the pelvis and spreads to not an isolated area, that's like what's made it terminal. We just found out the terminal information on Monday. He was already in the hospital because they started chemo a couple weeks ago, but he hasn't been reacting to the chemo very well. And so for the past four and a half days, I've spent the most amount of time in a hospital that I have spent in a long time. I was showing up there for my aunt. She's taking care of my uncle, meeting his needs. And I feel like I was sitting there making sure she was still taking care of herself, like drinking water, eating, or at least trying to trick her into eating by splitting meals with her or (laughs) taking snacks over there. So this week I'm tired, but I'm reminded of a lot of things. And I know that you've kind of had a similar week, but different. I don't know if I've told you this, but I just shuffled these up. Should I pull one for our session today and see what happens? Sure. You've never referred to our podcast as a session, but okay. Well, like our hanging out time together. (laughs) Also, I feel like I haven't seen you all week. It's really great to see you. I know it's been a freaking cluster of a week, but like, hi. Hi, Lexis. It's good to see you too. Okay. How do you want me to do it? Do However me- you want. No, normally <clears throat> you're the one doing it. So like, do you want me to fan it out? Do you want sure. me to like yep. shuffle And then just it? pick kind of right I cannot over. tell where you're pointing. <laughs> Your hand with the bracelet. Okay. Um, my hand with the bracelet. Yeah. Pick right where your thumb just touched. Okay. Do one thing every day that makes you feel fucking fabulous. I love that. And I feel like that goes so well with what we were just thinking about talking about. 
Totally. Mm-hmm. I love that for us. So how are you doing today? Yeah, I would say I also am tired. This time of year can be a little bit rough because my dad passed away in April, three years ago. And then two and a half weeks ago, his mom, my grandma passed away and she was my last living grandparent. It's been, it's been difficult and it's been hard too, because family wise, I feel like that was kind of my last connection to my dad. While I was not close to her growing up, interesting family dynamic and situation and whatever goes with that. But my parents have been her caregiver for the last nine years. And then since my dad passed away and my mom was sole caregiver, I'd been helping quite a bit. And so in these last five or six years, really developed relationship with her, but even more so in these last three, that's been a really fun experience. And now it's also sad to have it go away. So yeah, I too am emotionally exhausted and just sad. We can just let some space for that exist. I'm really proud of us for showing up today. I totally tried bagging and you wouldn't let me. (laughs) I know. And I also love that you were like, oh, if you're too tired. And I was like, no, girl, we are doing this. (laughs) I'm glad we're here having this conversation. Right before we were scheduled, I walked to the library to pick up a book that was on hold that I'm super excited about reading. I was also thinking it'd be fun for us one time just to do a discussion about books we're reading. I've really been trying to read a lot of different things. What if we do another book club? Last year we did the journal crew. We've been running the accountability calls. But what if we did an actual book club for something? Yeah, that could be fun. So anyway, on my walk to the library, I started thinking about my grandma and knowing what you were going through this week, thinking how often we're just so busy going through life and not taking time to really appreciate. Yeah. Right. And it's sad that it takes something major to make us do that. And I was thinking, how could I more put into practice that I'd like to focus more on that. And how can I do that? And I thought that would be a fun discussion for us to have. So when we sat down before we started recording and you were like, I want to talk about gratitude in life and living presently, because I mean, I really do think that our clock is ticking down and not up. Yesterday in the hospital, I set up my aunt and uncle's laptop for them so that they could watch Netflix or whatever they want to watch. And the movie we put on was The Atom Project, a fairly recent one that Ryan Reynolds did probably in the last year or so. His future self goes back and meets his 12-year-old self and they have to stop the invention of time travel to like save the world. And there was one line after they had met their dad And I'll try not to put a ton of spoilers in here. The dad says to the mom, he's talking about like wanting to be a good father. And the mom says, you've got time. And his response to this, and this is the line that sticks with me, is it's later than you think. Mm -hmm. And I've been ruminating on that 
for the past 24 hours and feel that in my heart and soul. And I know that I've felt it deeply after the accident. I know that I've personally felt it very deeply over the last seven months in this health chapter again. And it is later than we think. And we don't have all of the time in the world. And that's a hard, first, it's just a hard thing to face. And we can talk about that because I feel like I have another story with that. So first, it's a hard thing to face. Then acceptance of it and being like, okay, it's true. It is what it is. And then there's the reality of how can you live with that in the back of your mind, but be joyful and in the moment and present and just grateful for what you have right here, right now. When you just said living with that in the back of our mind, I think we all know that it's there. Though some of the decisions I've made in my life, I definitely think I thought I was going to live forever. Recognizing that is a reality while at the same time, not living with this, I don't know, kind of morbid feeling of, oh, it's all going to, right? I think attaching to, well, I need to be here and be present in this moment because I'm not always going to have them. While yes, that is true, I guess finding a way to do that without always having that thought. I don't know. Sure. I'm not trying to be morbid, but the number of people that would say fear of death is probably Mm -hmm. pretty high. And like us as a culture or community, maybe in the United States, I don't know what it's like in other cultures. We don't talk about it. And I know for a lot of people like, oh, I don't talk about it because I don't want to think about it. Sure. And I guess that's the realization. Like I can go back to my relationship with man that I was in the car accident with, who then later became my fiance. And then we called everything off before I moved to Arizona. And in the time that we were dating, he taught me so much about the perspective of life is not forever. The time we have here is counting down. Like it's not counting up. (laughs) I will never be as young as I am right now in this second as these words come out of my mouth. And then every second I keep talking, I keep getting older and older, right? Mm -hmm. I remember sitting with him and having these conversations. Oh, I love you and this life we're going to build and looking forward to the future and all these things. And he's like, we don't even know that we're going to be here tomorrow. And I was so taken aback. Like, what do you mean? Like, how could you not be picturing forever with me? And he was just like, yeah, man, day by day. Like, I can't even think about next week from what I'm describing in this situation was probably an extreme. So going to that 24, as opposed to being willing to plan a couple weeks, a couple months, 10 months in advance. A couple years. Probably fairly realistic for most people. But when he said that to me, I remember being like, what the F? What do you mean you're not thinking about forever? And it was probably just because I hadn't had that specific perspective. And then the accident happened and that accident could have been so much worse. When you look at the pictures, that truck is effed. And I'm grateful that the airbag went off, even though it screwed me up. I'm grateful to have walked away from that because it could have not been like that. Mm-hmm. But that realization, that initial, I know I'm really going down a 
a rant here, so interrupt me at any point. That initial realization, my partner sitting across the table from me and being like, yeah, babe, I love you, but like, we don't even know if we're going to wake up tomorrow or what if one of us gets sick? That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. And then this week, great aunt, my great uncle, they've been married since they were both 31. They've been together now 40 something years Um, and they're each other's everything. And they're facing this mortality. He's decided that he doesn't want to hear like a guesstimate of how much time he has left. The few phone calls and conversations he's had with other people, what I've heard him say is he's like, I'm hoping for another good three to five and I'll be happy. Years, right? I'm hoping for another good three to five years. Okay, cool. So we're going to make the most of it. And then there's been other phone calls where the person on the other end's like, you know, not really a lot to say. Like, it's just a hard pill to swallow. And they hung up from that phone call And I just looked at him. I told my aunt to cover her ears because she probably really wasn't ready to hear my sarcasm or not. Or I don't know if it's sarcasm or not, but I told her to cover ears regardless. And I just looked at my uncle and I was like, you're not dead yet. Like for anyone being like, oh, it's so sad. I'm still right here. Right. We're grieving my future loss. Fuck that, dude. Let's go. I brought them licorice. I brought them donuts. I brought them Fritos. Like, ooh, donuts from the place across the street by you. Oh, those are so good. Did he like them? Did they like them? Yeah, they did. Obviously. I mean, what's not to like about donuts? He had chocolate milk today. He was like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I had chocolate milk. I'm like, I love that for you. Talking about him, I think about that with Grandma Mickey. She was 97 when she passed. 97 in a few months. And her memory obviously was going and I could come and take her to dinner and we'd go eat somewhere that we'd gone when I'd been there like the month before. And she'd say, oh, this place is so nice. I've never been here before. Or as we were driving there, she would be like, oh, I haven't been on this side of town in forever. Look at all this that's going on. And I, of course, could have been like, well, we were just here, but I wasn't. I just said, yeah, isn't that cool? And great. We get to try something new. And I remember one time we went to little restaurant Runza. I don't know if they have those other places, but they make little kraut burgers or cabbage pockets, people call them. And so she was excited about that. And then some fries. And then I asked her what she wanted to drink. She's like, well, what do they have? So I read her like all the sodas and she's like, Ooh, I'll have a Dr. Pepper. She's like, and she was so excited about drinking that Dr. Pepper. I believe she obviously enjoyed her life. She lived a full life. I'm sure there were some, some regrets about things because she even would mention things from time to time. But I loved being in that space with her in these last few years and getting to enjoy those things. And to your point of, or I guess both are points of, can we figure out how to capture that or have that without being faced with someone being terminally ill or us just knowing that eventually Grandma Mickey wasn't going to be here anymore, right? How do we capture that and do that on a daily basis? Let's brainstorm those ideas. You go first. Okay. Well, 
One thing that a woman from our weekly accountability calls has brought up, she calls them 10 and 10s. And it's writing 10 things that you're grateful for and 10 affirmations. I cannot claim that I have done that practice specifically, but she puts it on her weekly goals of things to do pretty consistently. And I have done gratitude practices of like writing down things that I'm grateful for every day in the past. And I think that that is one way to be reminded of the things in our life that we're, I hate to say grateful, because let me just use the word in the definition. (laughs) I'm over here like, (laughs) okay, we're going to write 10 things that we're grateful for. And it's going to remind us of what we're grateful for. And I think it's a great way to be reminded of what we're grateful for is what I feel like I just said. So that's hilarious and annoying, but you get where I'm going with it. I get where you're going. We have another person in the accountability group also who she starts each morning with thoughts of gratitude. I don't know if she necessarily puts a number to it and then a meditation and uses that to start each day. When we talk about building habits, like my flossing habit, this to me could be a good space where when I'm brushing my teeth, Taking time, even in that space, yes, I'm brushing my teeth, but that's something we do. We don't necessarily give it a lot of thought, right? Most times our mind is already going to, I got a na 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 na, all these things to do today, or we're trying to yell at the kids or our partner through brushing our teeth or the dog. I don't know. But what if while brushing our teeth, we just right then were grateful, like expressed if, you know, to ourselves, expressed a few things we could be grateful for? Could be yeah, just like the way. mental thought of it, like run it yeah. down through your mind. You yeah. don't have to necessarily like say it out loud with toothbrush or toothpaste in your mouth, but right. just, just like think about, about it. it. Yeah. Perhaps some of this comes to me the older that I get. Recognizing things that we think are such big deals. Again, now both of us with, you know, situations that we're currently like providing support around, it's like, no, they're not. The other stuff that in yeah, life like, that really? our brain normally tells us is serious is really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't dusted and I can write my name three times on my furniture. Okay. <laughs> Same girl. Like, okay, would I rather sit outside on my front porch and enjoy listening to the birds or get in the grass as the grass starts to get greener and get my feet on the earth. As I was walking to the library and back from the library, one thing that always fascinates me is when the little ants gather in these just huge colonies, just randomly. So on my walk, I saw that like three times and I'm thinking to myself, how'd they all get here? How'd they know? What was the messaging that went with that? In the past, I probably as a child, youth would have been like, let me step on these ants And now I'm just like, stand there and watch them for a little bit. Like, that's really cool and give it some thought. So feel like there are times in our day where we just need to stop. And we could feel like, oh, this is an insignificant little thing. Yet it's just a few moments, a few moments for ourselves, a few moments with family members, a few moments with a partner, a few moments with friends can be, to me, good ways to do what we're talking about. Another thing I'll share is the importance of telling the people in your life 
how you feel. Expressing appreciation for friends, letting them know how much they mean to you. If you have a partner for your partner, family members, parents, aunts, uncles, like whoever it is in your life. I think parents tend to do it a lot with their kids and especially when they're little. And then as kids grow and become teenagers, parents might continue to try and do it or continue to do it. Even though the child's quite annoyed by it, I would say keep doing it. I think it's something that can get taken for granted sometimes in intimate relationships or in a partner relationship. And even where we just say, I love you, the same as we say hello or goodbye. Yeah, without thinking about it. But you freaking mean it when you say it. Yeah, yeah. To me, that would be another way to make sure we're getting the most out of our life and our relationships. That just made me think of two moments. We got the the family got the terminal news on Monday. Then it's been this ongoing thing that we weren't sure when he was going to get out of the hospital. The next step is figuring out how and when we're going to get them from Arizona to Wyoming. They actually just snowbird here, so they want to get back there as quickly as possible. Today, some other family arrived, and halfway through the week, another family member arrived. And I went in this morning, got to see my aunt and uncle again, but you know, I've played my role this week in what I could do and how I could show up. And now there's more hands on deck. There's more people around. There's additional support. So I'm taking a little bit of a step back. I don't know when it was either as I was leaving the hospital or when I got there, but I hugged my aunt and it was a good hug. I wrapped my arms all the way around her and it was just a good hug. And that's how you should hug the people you love every single time if you can, or even if it is half a hug, like sending that energy, exchanging that energy is so powerful. And then the second thing that what you just said made me think of, or the story that comes to my mind that resonates with that is the car accident. I don't know if I've shared this story or this piece of the accident on the podcast. So if I have, I apologize that you might be hearing it again. And if I haven't, I'm happy to share this experience with you. Take what you would like and leave what you don't. In the seconds and moments leading up to the actual deployment of the airbag, the car tipping over, I have a pretty distinct memory of what was going through my mind and the senses going on in my body. I remember what I was thinking, what I was feeling, all of that. And so as I took my eyes from the driver who I was looking at, then we started to go off the road and I put my eyes back on what was in front of us and we're coming towards this side of the mountain. I remember thinking, one, I was okay dying next to this person. Two, I really didn't have any regrets. At that point in time, I was 28, almost 29. And even for being young in life, I have lived a full freaking life. Other than traveling to like specific destinations in the world, I would say most of the bucket list stuff that people think they would want to do, like I've done. I've skydived, I've motorcycled, I've I mean, it would be cool to drive an exotic car. Like there's some of those other things that are still on my list, but. An earth mover. Oh yeah. One of those like big tractors. Yeah. 
that's been on your list like my whole life. Yes. <laughs> An excavator. Okay, I'll work on making that happen for you. <laughs> but my second thought was, I'm good with what I've done on this earth. And my third thought was, every person in my life that I need for them to know that I love them, I believe knows that wholeheartedly. And then the next second, I closed my eyes, I took a deep breath, and the airbag hit me on the right side of the head in my body, and then opened my eyes, and the rest is history. So what you just said, remind the people around us how much we love them, how much we appreciate them. I'm thankful for you teaching me that from a very young age, because I 100% believe it has carried me into adulthood and how I walk through life now, and has always been an important value to me. I don't just want to assume that they know that I love them or the age old, in my opinion, like cop out saying of like, well, they know I love them. That's so lame. Like, or, <laughs> or, if- or like when someone asks for something and you go say, please. And they go, it's implied. Anytime I ask you, it's like, no, it isn't. So I think it, that's the same thing. Totally. And even after the accident, I shared this story with a couple of people and One person's response was, they didn't have a bad response to me sharing the story with them, but I basically was telling them, like, show up for the people in life that you want to show up for. And I'm okay with if you if I'm not one of the people that you choose to show up for. But then don't feed me a line of bullshit of how much you care about me and how much of an impact I've had in your life and how I'm this figure for you. The two do not compute. So tell the people you love them you love them and do the do the things to be active in their lives to show up to go to the basketball games or the student athlete games to go to the performances to go to the movies like whether they're you're both going in attendance or to go and support them like i don't care what it is but be there for them don't just say it right yeah we pointed out too key things here. I think one is speaking to the feelings and then two, showing it through our actions as well. So on our list, we have a gratitude practice. Could be writing it down, could be doing it in the bed before you get up, could be doing it while you brush and floss your teeth. It could be with your partner laying in bed. Hey, I was grateful for this today. Mm -hmm. Or like at the end of the day, you know, you share your highlights, share your highlight and three things you were grateful for. Okay. We also have telling the people that you love, hugging them tightly, let them know. And then I'm going to put it as its own bullet line because it takes a different amount of effort, but like actually following through on that for them. I think the fourth thing I want to add to this list is some type of movement practice for your body. No one pays attention to their health until we're so unhealthy that we have to. I mean, a lot of us don't. You're right. I can't generalize with everyone, but many of us. And it's kind of with what you said at the beginning of this conversation that we get so caught up in the hamster wheel, in our routines, in all of the emergencies that we're experiencing, and they feel like fires that you have to put out right away. So we forget that we're like existing inside of this physical vessel that needs to be taken care of. And just a 10, 15 minute walk every day. 
to remind yourself like, oh, I'm existing in this thing that is full of systems and cells and nutrients and minerals, and it needs to be taken care of and addressed for as well. And I'm grateful for the fact that this machine that I pay little attention to continues to run, operate, and function so that I can address all of these other things in my life that I continue to deem more important than the actual thing that is allowing me to do those in the world. Mm-hmm. First, I'll say I enjoyed this conversation. I think it's a heavy conversation. It definitely brought me to tears a few times as we're having it. I was thinking to someone who I'm very close with, their dad was just diagnosed with cancer. And this is the third time that he's had it. And treatments are wreaking havoc on his body. And in her case, she's not in the same state as him. So recognizing even from a distance, how do we do some of these things with loved ones? And then even more, it helps us pause. You've said before the power in the pause and just taking that time where Yeah, we just think we're so busy and we don't do these things. And man, we're going to get to a point where that's all we're going to want to do are these little things. And to your point of movement, when we think about living our life and living it fully, do one thing every day that makes you feel fucking fabulous. And on that note, I'd put it out there to you to say, Did these resonate with you? Did they not let us know? What have you found that's been helpful to really make sure you're enjoying life and being in the moment? What's worked for you? Share it because we know our fam bam would love to hear it. Love that. I have one. We've come up with a list of four and I have a fifth one that I have to say before we wrap this up. Oh, here I was just closing us off. Okay. I like odd numbers. We are wrapping this up, but there's a fifth one that I have experienced really powerfulness with. And do you like how I said that? Is powerfulness a word? It can be an evolving truths community. Thank you. It's to laugh and just remember that things are not so freaking serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Laugh at ourselves. Laugh at all of it. Watch funny stuff. All of it. Going through these past seven months, I don't know, two months into it or three months into it, I started rewatching silly comedic sitcom shows because I needed laughter in my life. Laughing and reminding ourselves that life is not as serious as our mind makes it out to be when we get caught up in the routine, the daily rat race, the running, the achievement, all of it. Like, it's not that serious. And when Mm -hmm. you boil it down to things, what really matters are X, Y, or Z. I don't want to fill in those blanks because you have to fill them in for yourselves. But like, dance, sing, have fun. You said it. Do something that makes you feel fucking fabulous is what our card said for today. Just let it all go. That is my fifth point to wrap up today's conversation. I appreciate that one. And on that note, If mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please leave a five-star rating of this podcast on whatever platform you are listening. If you can leave a review and share what you like about this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. 
send this episode to someone that you would like to start a conversation with. You felt like you pulled some points from this that someone else could take with them in life. We would love to expand our Evolving Truths fam bam. And with all of that being said, we will be back next week. Anything else, Mom? Remember. Life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.